The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. The Cho Cho Chosen One. Maxi, 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 how are you doing, bud? I'm doing good. Yourself? Pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Pretty good. Royal Rumble weekend. Did you watch the show? No, was it Royal Rumble? No, I didn't know it ran. Of course, yeah. I bloody watched it. It was amazing. You enjoyed it's, it, yeah? It's it's Royal Rumble is always for me the the best pay per view of the year. Even a crap Rumble is still better than a very good night of champions just yeah i love the Royal yeah that's fair right? <laughs> <laughs> i just love the Royal rumble um and i think this year's whilst it wasn't the most exciting in terms of um, um surprises and things like that i think it did exactly what it needed to do um yeah it wasn't as um boring as the recent Royal rumbles it wasn't as um uh I was ruined, I suppose, uh, by one person's dominance in, in uh, as other Royal Rumbles. I thought they were both really decent Rumbles. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. The women's Rumble was good. I thought the men's Rumble was excellent as well. The main event of the show, I thought, was great. Reigns, mm-hmm. Owens, I really enjoyed that. The, uh, the best storyline that we have had in wrestling in the longest time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. It's, it's fantastic. Sami Zayn is just brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's by far the best wrestler in, alive today. Not in terms of like in ring. I mean, in ring is brilliant. But I was going to say wrestler. That's that's a that's a step. In terms of like the whole package of storytelling yeah, and character okay. work, he's is he's been on fire for what two years? Mm. Like doing the whole conspiracy theory and like carrying the Intercontinental Title and then all this stuff with the bloodline. It's been. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Not, I mean, think as well, back to WrestleMania, the match with Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, how fun was that? Yeah. More fun than it, it had any right to be. Yeah. Yeah, fair play, Sami Zayn. Absolute yeah. star, man. Absolute star. Yeah, and then we got Codster back, and he's going to uh, going to WrestleMania. Yeah, got a point at the sign. Got a point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you a Cody Rhodes fan? Uh as a as a wrestler, I think he's fair to Midland. He's a he gets labelled a three star um, wrestler, and I, I think that in terms of in ring, is fair. As a yeah, businessman, okay. I cannot fault him whatsoever. I mean, he had the he had the balls to bet on himself, walk away from a very lucrative offer because he knew it, it, there was more for him out there in the wrestling world, and and he's come back into the fold and his headlining WrestleMania something that even his dad never did. 
So yeah. it helps him get out of that that long, long shadow that he's he's struggled with for all his career of being in uh, in uh, in the shadow of Dustin. I think I think he's uh, he's a superstar. He's an absolute superstar. Is he beating Roman at WrestleMania? I think he he may win one belt. Interesting, interesting. But hey, you know. We've been talking wrestling far too long. This isn't the wrestling. <laughs> no, that's the show. all your wrestling stuff out of the way <laughs> in the first three minutes. This isn't the wrestling section of the show. This isn't even the non-wrestling section of the show. This is supposed to be the beginning of the show, Maxi. The the preamble. The preamble for everybody to, to wander in. And they have. So let's begin the show, shall we? <laughs> Good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, an SJP World Media production. I am Sai. And with me, as always, is the booker to my hooker. I mean, I've got a mate I know who plays rugby. Nothing untoward there. I see straight away the expression on your face, young Mr. Mags. He is the work to shoot to my legal dispute. More on that later on. Oh, it's going to get interesting. It's going to get interesting. A podcaster who would happily lay down for any man, if the money was right. Lord Max himself. It's lovely to see your little face again, my friend. So if I'm the booker to your hooker, does that make me your pimp? Am I your godfather and you're one of my whores? (laughs) I'm I'm a hoe, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Is that somebody? Oh dear. I meant more from the aspect of Booker T, who we're talking about later on. But what you said works as well. It works yeah. as well. So. <laughs> it works arguably better. It does. It does. And it, if anything, I should have tried to pass this off as that's what I meant. But no, I'm far too honest a professional podcaster <laughs> to. Uh, no, I just honest, didn't think yes, professional, absolutely not. I, I turned up five minutes forward due to record today and uh, didn't even have one of the segments properly sorted. <laughs> The same segment, folks, that I messaged Sai about mid, well, no, close to end of the week. And mm. Sai replied with, oh, I forgot about that. I best do it now. <laughs> and then a- when I called him a pillock, he just sent me uh, a thumbs up picture of him uh, in, in work. Which yeah. Was, which was nice. It was kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> very busy man, mate. I'm a very, you very are, busy man. Shall we see who's joining us in the chat, my friend, before we move on with this new segment and all the other fun shenanigans we have planned? Absolutely. We've got a packed house again today. Thank you very much for, for joining us. Hope you have uh, as much fun as we're going to have. Uh, but we'll start with Connor. Uh, he says, hello, Magsits. I just wanted to let you guys know and the CWF know that he interviewed for uh, on Friday and got the call saying that he's the new voice of Mount Vernon Nazarene University starting this fall. So 
absolutely well done. We all uh, were 100% behind you. We knew you could do it. So, yeah, that's amazing news, kind of well done, mate. Mm, yeah, good stuff. Uh, King's Pigs Bladder saying, uh, well done, Connor. That's all. Uh, that's awesome. And then evening, gents and gentsesses. Sharon, um, breaks uh, breaks a habit of a lifetime saying, well done, Connor. Before saying it's Monday, you know what that means. I was worried for a second then that she hadn't put it. And I'm not going to lie. There are certain aspects of this show that, shall we say, are... I suppose you, on one hand you can argue it's tradition, on the other hand you could argue fucking repetitive. I'm happy either way. <laughs> but it's <laughs> wow, we're continuing the the snarkiness between the Powells on this show. Right. But Sharon saying it's Monday night, you know what that means? If she hadn't have put that, it would have drove my OCD mad to the point where I'd have been messaging her and saying you've got to put it in the chat. And it would have thrown you as well. You would have got mm. the segments wrong. Uh, because I know how that is when you when something doesn't go exactly in the routine, you get all flustered. I no, I could think on my feet, mate. I'm, I can, I can, I'm good enough. I can do that. Okay. No uh, <laughs> back to the comment, uh, Mark Wrestling Jeebus, evening all. Uh, hello, hello, sir. How are you, Charlie? In the chat, hopefully. Uh, I think you said that she was feeling a little bit poorly over the weekend, so hopefully, feeling a bit better. Scottish Dan in the chat. Hello, sir. How are you? Uh, Dan Griffin. Evening, folks. Anyone still dying after Saturday night? So for context, there was a little uh, uh, meet-up with, uh, with some of our good friends in the in the wrestling Twitterverse. Uh, they went to, the, of all exotic places, they went to Leeds uh, yeah, to have a, a Royal Rumble watch-along. Um, from all reports, everybody had fun. Um, so yeah, that's uh, good. I wish I'd, I was able to go. Maybe next time. Um, Sharon excited about the Cordy win. Uh, Benny Mack in the building. Hey, yo, how are you, sir? Uh, Charlie also excited about the Cordy win. Um, big Cordy Charlie fans in Cody. the in the Powell household. Charlie loves Cody. Uh, Sharon says hello, Cedar Ref. Dan Griffin says the only good thing about Cody winning that it wasn't Logan effing Paul. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I, I I dislike uh, Logan Paul as much as the next man, but that spot with him and Ricochet, oh, that looked amazing, didn't it? That was glorious. The glorious timing of spot. that, absolutely yeah. superb. Yeah. Um, Charlie again saying she loves Cody, uh, and then Benny. Wants to know what it says on my cup, and it says there, Mags loves big dicks. <laughs> big dicks coffee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. King's Pigs Manor says, Dan loves Cordy. Um, Benny's saying, can Saz Beard get any uh, bogger, bigger, even? It's not actually the biggest that it's ever been. There's uh, Before my hair was this long, my beard was like where the length was, I suppose. It was down to like, well, it was a it was a big old beer, but it was longer than this. But it does need a bit of a a bit of a tidy up, Shah. Maxi um, coughing and dying again on a Monday. I know colds. I'm just riddled with him recently. Coughing again, that bloody hell. It's only again. on a Monday. It's only on a Monday. It is. It'll be all right yeah. one morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark says he's still dying after Saturday. Three wrestling shows this weekend and a Royal Rumble watch along as well. But uh was so damn enjoyable and that's amazing. Yeah, it is absolutely and wrestling uh for as niche and like argumentative the, the community can get can get. There's no better than going to a wrestling show with a, a bunch of mates and just having a, a jolly good laugh. Mm. Yeah, totally. Totally. 
Uh, Benny Mac calling me Godfather Maxwell. I mean, yeah, that is also true. Uh, <laughs> Sharon, get on the whole train. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm coughing again in a minute. This bloody mouse. Um, King's Plague Banner says, if Dan was approached by Cody to have a threesome with him and Brandy, it's still saying no. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got uh, standards as Dan Griffin. Definitely got standards. Um, Cam in the chat as well, saying, uh, evening, uh, CDF. Congrats, Connor. That's absolutely great news. Uh, Sharon said she actually broke protocol last week as well by doing the same thing. Yeah, but... We only noticed it this week. Yeah, so we didn't. Know, we're too oblivious. Last last week didn't happen. <laughs> um, Charlie's uh, saying feeling better, but her throat is still bad. I uh, keeps coughing. Yeah, I I, I know the feeling uh, on Mondays where I cough all of the time. <laughs> Dan Griffin says he got that pissed. He fell asleep during the women's rumble and woke up after the main event. Oh my goodness, oh, that's grim. That Where was that? Great. In the pub? You fell asleep in the pub? I assume so. I'm sure he'll let us know. Um, Fantastic. Benny Mac saying in the uh, YouTube chat for the first time, and more than welcome, sir. Glad to glad to have you here. Um, Sharon said, Dan, uh, I did exactly the same. Margaret knocked her out. Mm. Oh, wow. You missed a good uh, Royal Rumble. Uh, Sharon, I have loads of sympathy for them this year. Uh, uh, loads of them this year, so you have my sympathy. Um, so, uh, Benny Mac says, I think Sar's t shirt makes his beard look bigger. It, it, if anything, it's it hards his beard. There we go. Well, that's, that's the actual size of it. There, there we go. Dan says, Yep, he was asleep on a stool in the pub. And Morty com- uh, confirms it was next to me. He fell asleep and occasionally opened his eyes, stroked my arm, and went back to sleep. <laughs> oh, that oh. is the cutest. Oh, that is well lovely, cute, isn't it? That's I just, lovely. I just picture him with his thumb in his mouth like that, just stroking fast Morty. asleep. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, stroking Morty. Jesus Christ, that's nightmare fuel. Uh, it is indeed. It is indeed. So that is the anyway. Hello, Mort. How are you, sir? Yes. Hello, Mort. Hello. Uh, mm-hmm. A quick shout out to Benny Mac, who's joined us in the YouTube chat tonight. Fantastic work with in the corner on the SJP World Media Network covering WWE, especially over this Royal Rumble weekend. It's been absolutely superb. We've had preview shows. We've had shows recapping Raw Thirty with uh, Tyler Peters. We've had you know, talks about your greatest moments in the history of, of Monday Night Raw and then a, a Raw Rumble preview and now a Raw Rumble reaction show that has come out tonight. And then we will have more from Benny and Tyler as well, looking at Raw and SmackDown. The amount of effort and work going into these shows are fantastic. Check them out on the main feed and on the In The Corner uh, own feed via SGP World Media. Definitely worth it. I mean, the, the, Raw, the Raw Rumble review show actually came out about 45 minutes or so ago so download that check it out later tonight or tomorrow morning or whatever give it a listen it's it's fast becoming one of my favorite podcasts magsy it's so good all the content on the on the network and just doing absolute bits really uh a really hard-working team putting out quality content all the time so yeah definitely go and check it out yeah it's great stuff mate. it's great stuff ah so then i suppose now normally normally we throw to the hall of lame don't we mm-hmm. and we induct a couple of nonsense bullshit 
we gimmicks or storylines or match types or whatever. But as we discussed last week, we're going to do something slightly different. And if you're listening on the podcast audio version later in the week, you will hear a lovely made brand new jingle. If you are joining us live on the because YouTube... I forgot that as well. I didn't forget that, actually. I've been incredibly busy. Thank you very much. So it's not going to be appearing on this show just yet, but it will do next week or the week after because we're going to alternate magazine, aren't we? We're going to alternate for a new segment and the Hall of Name, back and forth, back and forth. And the new segment also gives people the opportunity going forward via Twitter and so on when we ask for them for you to join in with questions as well because the new segment is entitled Mags v. Psy. I'm going to insert this first because you didn't provide the music. Pimple, alert! Oh, a teeny weenie. That's just for you, sir. So I'm this, this week's pimple dick. Okay, fair <laughs> you <enough>. are. This, <laughs> you are this week's pimple dick. Yes. So the format for this initial, uh, I suppose, segment episode, initial try at Mags v Sci, is we've both devised five questions. Five, Magsy. Yes. What? It was definitely five. <laughs> it was five. Yes. How many yeah. did you think at five meant? At one minute past nine, considering we go live at nine p.m. I was still not convinced it was five and I thought you had said three. <laughs> so I was writing down two more questions, literally as we were discussing who was in the chat. Wow. But I've got my five and they are Royal Rumble based, aren't they? Please tell me that's fucking correct. Yeah. Royal Rumble, obviously right. with the Royal Rumble this past week, um, whenever there's a, a big wrestling event, it makes sense to have themed um, rounds, I suppose. So it just made sense for it to be Royal Rumble based. I find this really difficult. What, to have to find questions about the Royal Rumble? Yeah, I was talking to Sharon about it earlier. And I, I basically, I, I said I find it really difficult because there's some really random, obscure bullshit that I could put into a question, but it would almost be unfair because it would be stupidly difficult. Yeah, so it's trying to make it, Yeah, it's trying to make it difficult enough to give you something to think about but at the same time, not make it so freaking easy that you absolutely dick me at this every week. I mean, it's, as we said um, last week, I have got wrestling amnesia. Um, okay. Wrestling Alzheimer's even. Uh, I just, wrestling I don't remember. I have to, I have to re-watch wrestling that I watched the day before. Like if I plan to watch the, the topic we're going to cover um, on a Sunday, I'll still have to watch it again on the Monday because I forgot what I watched on the Sunday. I'm not that so, bad. <laughs> so you may think it's likely you'll win. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But shall we well, begin? We shall. We're going to go penalty shootout style, you said, didn't we? Back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, we are alternate, so, alternating 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 yeah i know words um (laughs) (laughs) so who's going first mags well it's mags versus sass or suppose i better field the first question go on mate go on so question one and now you'll have to keep score 
I've got, oh, yeah, I've got it written down here to keep score with. And people in the chat, no show tonight. <laughs> oh, question one. Who holds the record for being a Royal Rumble Ironman with the shortest amount of ring time? Oh, so the, the person who's lasted the longest in a particular rumble, but his with time this... is the shortest. Yes, that's correct. Uh, is uh, There's two that come to mind. I'm going to go with Greg Valentine. Good, it's a good guess because I think he was the second shortest. Ah, um, uh, okay. The answer is John Cena. Um, in 2010, he lasted a massive 22 minutes. See, I said I had two in mind, and Greg Valentine, you say, wasn't a bad shite. John Cena would never have entered my mind at all. Really? Mm. Yeah, never in a million years. Anyway, you've started as you mean to go on yes. with with no points. This could very well end up a draw with us both. Nil-nil. Nil-nil draws. My first question. Uh, in 1998, Mick Foley famously entered the Royal Rumble on well, three times with his different characters. But in which order do those characters enter? Okay. So two of them was relatively late. Um, I think it was Cactus, then Mankind, then Dude Love. Oh, well done, Magsy. That's some knowledge. That See, is spot on the money. The wrestling amnesia hasn't kicked in yet. <laughs> because he, he started he coming relatively early as Cactus, didn't he? And he was in for, for a little bit. and then Yeah, Cactus was number one, wasn't he? Was that Mankind, that number 23 and then uh doodle was like 27 or something like that so see you're there going i got wrestling amnesia and you're you're, you're very close to naming the actual numbers as well so <laughs> pressure's on already mate i'm one that i've won down already the pressure's on okay so the the answer to this one actually changed due to the royal rumbles that happened this week um, oh christ i was drinking so, on saturday mate i can't remember nothing so this is a this i think you'll get i think you will get this one Okay. So, name all the Royal Rumble winners that started uh, that year's Royal Rumble match. What well, every Royal Rumble since it's began? <laughs> and I've got to get all of them. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. To be fair, I'll give you a leeway of of one. Okay. So there has been two, four, six. So you have to get five out of the six. Six. Six wrestlers and, that have gone in at number one or number two or number, number one. Number one or number two, yes. Right, okay. Uh, Shawn Michaels in 95. Correct. Mm, Rey Mysterio came in at number two. He did in 2006. Obviously, Rhea Ripley was... That was the, the one that, that yep. changed the question. Yep, so that's that's three. Bianca so, Belair, one, two. Bianca Belair is not one of it. Okay, uh, Benoit won it in 2004. He did. So you've got to get one more. Jeez. Mm, the, these are the two. Well, no, you'd have got the Shawn Michaels one. Uh, I would have thought that you would have got these two very easily. This is great audio, by the way. Oh, my goodness. I, I can smell the brains. That I'm going to kick myself, up. aren't I? I'm going to absolutely kick myself. Um... Oh my god! I, 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 I'm, I'm stumped. I really am. 
Sharon is desperate to tell you an answer. Are you, are you, is that your passing? I'm going to have to, mate. I'm absolutely stumped. Well, to, to get four, I think that deserves half a point. Thank you. I but the other, the other two, the most recent one was Edge in 2021. Oh, fucking hell. I even thought Edge for a moment and I was like, no. And then the other one was Vince McMahon in 1999. Of course it was. Came in at number two, didn't he? Because Austin was number one. Yeah, because he tried to give himself number 30 yeah. and uh, he was told, no, you will be oh, number two. What? Oh, man. And do you know what? That's the kind of shit that I know and can normally list off without an issue well, but now the pressure, pressure is on yeah. <laughs> well you deserve oh. half a point for for nailing four of the six. Oh, cheers mate i appreciate that i'll put, I'll put down my point for you thank you <laughs> um, <laughs> you mentioned on a previous question about iron man's in rumbles and so on it's no secret one of my favorite war rumbles was 1992 when rick flair won it with a time of over an hour who was the second longest competitor in that rumble oh there was <clears throat> because I'm sh- was it not the bulldog oh no it was not mate it was not the bulldog lasted like 20 minutes or so the second longest was roddy piper who surprisingly lasted Do you know my, in my brain my brain was saying i'm sure it's roddy piper i'm sure it's roddy piper and then i talked myself out of it because just the bulldog is normally one of those people who are there and thereabouts with mm. with uh, yeah he was in it for a long time the bulldog because he came in at number number two the bulldog i think or number one he was there with dibiossi at the start anyway wasn't he yeah yeah fuck yeah oh anyway okay. never mind onwards and upwards um question three for you who was who was the last royal rumble winner that didn't go on to wrestlemania and win a world title. Oh my god. Um This has done me again. This has done me again, man. The last Royal Rumble winner not to go on and win a world title. Oh dear. Uh I'm gonna Oh, was it Del Rio? Close. I think that was the year before. Okay. It was Triple H in 2016. Oh, uh, right. I wouldn't have got that. I wouldn't have got, is that because it's not the year he won the title itself in the Rumble? Yeah. Ah, okay. That's a bit of a trick question, you sneaky bastard. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that, was for, that was actually for the title. Well, I mean, it's the, the, the way the dash rolls. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, okay, my third question then. I'm on my third one, aren't I? Yes. Uh, this year's winner of the men's rumble was obviously Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. When was the last war rumble he appeared in? Hmm. Is it? It's going to be a what? Twenty seventeen? Oh, very close, Maxie. Very close. It was twenty sixteen. Ah. The same one you were just talking about, mate. The same one you were just talking about. Oh, well, never mind. I'm still still in the lead. By half um, a point. Yeah. Half close, a point. Mate. It's close. And you win, whether it's by a, a, a millisecond or a mile. Um, question four. 
Ric Flair famously won the 1992 Royal Rumble, and alongside that, he won the WF title. But can you name the three wrestlers that he eliminated by himself? So he was involved in quite a few uh, eliminations okay. where other people helped him, but he, he only eliminated three people by himself. Who are they? Uh, this is going to be complete punts now. There's no way on earth I'm going to get this. Um, I'm going to shout at the Bulldog. Yep, correct. Um, I'm going to... Oh, I see. I, I, it, what, my mind goes to Piper, but I know it wasn't, because I think Sid did Piper. Um, oh, man, this is going to be so, tri so tricky. I'm trying to think baby faces, but I can't. I, I, I'm, I'm, you've got me. Absolutely got me. Nah, Bulldog's the only one I can think of. So it was the Texas Tornado. Ne would never have got it, mate. And the Big Boss Man. This is a seat. Would never have got it in a million years. What a question. Oh. Why? And for my favourite rumble as well. I've seen that so many times. Oh, well. So yeah. I'm still in the lead. You are indeed. You are indeed. What are we on now? My question four? Yep. Uh, Okie doke. Quite straightforward. Iron Man subject again. Who lasted the longest in 1993? Oh. I mean, wasn't that the rumble where they shortened the, the entrance times as well? I don't know, was it? You're an arsehole. What, that was the the Bob Backlund year. It's Bob it Backlund, was. I think. It yeah. was. Well done, Magazine. He came in at like two, didn't he? I think. Yeah, something like that. And he lasted close to an hour, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Magazine, you've won then, haven't you? Well, I mean. There you go. Look at that. This, this isn't exactly like a penalty shootout because we'll still do five questions each. Okay. Okay. So what are we on now? Your, your last question, yes? So, yeah, my question number five. So, the 1999 Royal Rumble, uh, the theme song for that was No Chance in Hell. Mm -hmm. um, that was a track that Vince would uh, appropriate for his own uh, theme music. But what was the first pay-per-view that Vince would use that track as his entrance music? I'm this is just... a softball. This is a is softball. Really? Is yeah. it really? Um, is it the St. Valentine's Day Massacre then? It's the St. Valentine's Day okay. Massacre. Right. Fair enough. Fair See, enough. the very next pay per view. Right. He okay. liked it that much, he stole it straight away. <laughs> so I've got one and a half out of five, mate. Fuck. That is terrible, isn't it? That is terrible. Okay. Final question then, Magazine. Oh, my goodness. My side. Final question then. Uh, the first Royal Rumble. 1988. Mm -hmm. What match opened the card? Oh, my good lord. It'll be something incredibly terrible. Like Coco Beware. <laughs> in versus One Beware? Man Gang. Oh, no. One Man Gang was in the Rumble. Oh, yeah, he, went the, he went into the last two, wasn't he? I think. Um, and. <sighs> Yeah, I'm going to go with Coco Beware versus The Warlord. I know no, it, it was not. <laughs> it was 
<laughs> it was Ravishing Rick Rude versus Ricky Steamboat, mate. Oh, wow. That's a great match. It is, because I put it on the other day, thinking I'm going to watch a Royal Rumble before I go to sleep, and that match came on first. I was like, no way. I don't think I've ever seen it. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> skipping to, to, um, to Jim Duggan winning a Rumble when I could watch this. There you go. So, Magsy, you win the first edition of Magsy Psy. Two points to 1.5. Fantastic work, fantastic questions. Absolutely stumped me. And with some of them, stumped me to the point where I'm quite frustrated because I think I should know those. It's the pressure of the of just being live and having the questions thrown at you. No thinking time. There you go, mate. There you go. But that like we said that's going to be an alternate week with Hall of Lame going forward. There are going to be ways that we're going to get people to send questions in for that. Um, yep. ways we're going to get people to read questions out to us and so on. There's, there's plenty of plans going forward. That was just the first edition of Mags versus Sai. It's another aspect of the show where we want you involved where possible. Uh, we always say this show is your show. I mean, the non-wrestling topic is, is you guys telling us what you think. The match we review is where you vote for us to go. So wherever possible, we're going to try and get people involved. We even talked, Mags, didn't we, about people sending in options for the Hall of Lame in the future as well, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. Because, so, like I said, this is this is their show. We're just exactly. the the poor saps that that are the faces of it. But yeah, this show is all about you guys. Exactly, mate. exactly. Shall we scan through the chat very quickly before <laughs> we dive into this week's non wrestling topic magazine? Well, the the chat, um, whilst we were quizzing each other, went on uh, conversations of their own. So uh, they may not make uh, the lick of sense. Um, but let's, uh, let's go straight back. Um, Mort first says that, uh, the, if the tune is, uh, Ben's word of the week, he's going to sue. Um, so you'll have to change that up very, very soon. Um, <laughs> that song, by the way, that song, I love it and hate it in equal measures. Cause I think it's one of the best jingles on podcasts or radio today. It is catchy. It is funny. It's brilliant. And it's just such nonsense that it makes me laugh. Yeah. But every time I hear it, or even now that we're talking about it, that's all that's going to be running around my head now for the next couple of hours, and it's going to piss Brilliant. me right off. Brilliant. Uh, Benny Mac says, wrestling bitch face. Uh, Morte answered the first question with bang, bang, ander. Uh, close, but just no cigar. The the obvious, Gilberg. I think Gilberg will probably get mentioned every week in this quiz because it's just a standard. I don't know answer, so I'll go with Gilberg. Um, <laughs> And Connor says, nil nil draws put me to sleep unless there's a bunch of saves and close chances. Well, I hope we we didn't put you asleep because it wasn't nil nil. There was what a you're bunch saying of is close chances. So what you're saying is if a football match has exciting things, it doesn't put you to sleep. But if it does not have those exciting things, you go yeah, to sleep. I mean pretty standard, makes, really. Yeah, pretty pretty <laughs> much how everybody views football. Yeah. Um, uh, Benny says, bang, bang, Max scored. He absolutely did. Um, Morty says, how shit is Mick Foley? He entered three times and still got winning. <laughs> it is that, that, you know that's actually very, very true. I never looked at it that way before. Sharon wanted to answer. She knows one. Um, <laughs> Dan, anyone here, rusty cogs <laughs> and gears turning. They must Listen. be referring to you, Maxi, because mine just don't turn. They're just rigid. Yeah, like. They just seized up. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely seized up. Um, Sharon says, Edge, see, she knew she, she knew right, the yeah. answer. Um, Morte, I just thought it was that holiday in Curry that I had. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Um, Dan, another answer that we'll get every week, I guarantee, Tank Abbott. Um, Moy says, I'm getting awful flashbacks to the quiz on Saturday night. Um, me and you staring each other in the eyes, trying to make the other's brain work. I don't think you're trying <laughs> to make the other's brain work at all. You were no. just staring at each other, loving you in the you, eyes. And, and Cam agrees that was him trying to seduce yeah. you. You had a either, moment there, didn't you? <laughs> either that or trap gas. Right. Fair enough. Uh, another question that Sharon uh, said she she thinks she knew, and then said no, she didn't know. Oh, fair um, enough. Nor did I. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Morty says uh, the the uh, Royal Rumble winner who didn't win the title uh, at WrestleMania was Del Rio in 2011. Yeah, I think it was 2011. You're right there. Um, Cam uh, is talking about some photos that Morty and Dan took uh, of their of their love affair. Um, Morty said those photos were on Millwall Chris's Kodak disposable. Jesus, <laughs> Millwall Chris, he has one of those uh, them cameras that you have to put the black curtain over you at the back, and everyone has to stay still for 40 minutes whilst he yeah. takes the photo. <laughs> Cam says, Um, the photos will be seen in about two to four weeks if you collect them from Wolves on top. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Scottish Danny answered one of the questions with Yorkazuna. Um, I think 93 is thinking there. Was it? that the 93 one? Because, you know, came in, I think he came in very at late. 11, yeah, 28, very late. Now, yeah, like Cam says, was it George Michael that drove into one of them back in the day? What? A, 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 a Woolworths? Is he on about drawing through the back of Woolworths? I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, Cam Griffin, oh, Yorkazuna uses happy snaps and Cam Griffin says, no, he would definitely use the install ones at Tesco. Um, Sharon has volunteered ah. at one time to be a quiz master. That's it's funny. It's funny, Magsy, isn't it? Because that has been discussed. Mm-hmm. Yes, that Magsy actually said, maybe we can get Sharon to ask some questions. And do you know what happened after that conversation? I got people to ask her. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And Dan Griffin doing you a, a solid and giving you the lyrics to Ben's word of the week. Yes. Mm, ben. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> now my wife hasn't heard that jingle so she's got no idea what i'm doing there <laughs> just you're excited about ben's word of the week so that's the chat fully caught up fantastic stuff so then shall we dive into our non-wrestling topic magazine yes we shall nwt time oh no wrestling talk here it's the non-wrestling topic lovely nice lovely nice oh lovely lovely (laughs) that belch gets me every time and my kid brother sounds so gloucester and that doesn't he no wrestling talk here (laughs) it's it's it, it sounds like all people from gloucester sound well, the thing is, you talk to my brother, he does not sound like that. And when I said to him, can you just like, you know, do a voice note or record this and I want you to say this and just make a silly noise and that'll be that. I didn't say... He just copied a... your accent. He just said, <laughs> I'll just copy you, sir. I didn't say to him, put on a really big Gloucester accent. It just, it just happened. <laughs> just Gloucester it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we were inspired once again 
by real life events because this show is nothing if not topical mags isn't it <laughs> we have got our finger on the digital pulse of the world we have indeed we were inspired by the sight of a real mr blobby costume being sold on ebay and it got us a thinking it got us a thinking i wonder i wonder what people would wish they could own from TV or movies, memorabilia and so on, such as potentially spending, I think it went for like 15 grand in the end on a I real. Mean, you were you were looking to, to bid on the blobby suit. Well, I, I couldn't afford it, mate. I couldn't afford it. So <laughs> I did, it went I, for ridiculous money. Yeah. <laughs> when it was at eight grand, I did put a tweet out saying, is this worth a CWF all having a whip round? And a couple of people were interested, but I don't think we could have raised 15 grand. <laughs> ridiculous money. It is, it is. But yeah, kind of got us thinking, you know, what would people like to own? Silly or otherwise. And if you're in the chat and you think of any others, by all means, you know, shout them out, let us know. Uh, anything at all, movie, TV, music, whatever. What would you like to own from the history of entertainment, I suppose, Magsy? Mm-hmm, yep. There we go. And we start with our good friend Connor at Connor Knows Footy on Twitter. I'll read these out in the order they arrived into us, Mags. Okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, Connor says, I would like to own the TARDIS from Doctor Who, where you walk in and there's a large spaceship inside a phone booth. Don't know how this would be possible, but it would be really cool to have one. It would make a great conversation piece. It would probably start the old chat, wouldn't it? <laughs> It, it it would and and if you personally sir had that TARDIS, you would use that as storage because I know how you love to hoard things. You have fifteen <laughs> pool tables in that there TARDIS. I'd have like four VCRs. Um, I came back. Did I tell you I came back from work a couple of weeks back with like you fifteen did. keyboards and stuff? And, you kept, <laughs> and he, he didn't just keep one for himself. He kept no. two. Yeah, just in case. Yeah, just in I case. I don't know where they are now, actually. Jesus wept. Sharon, have you thrown on my keyboards? Like? She probably has. I, I bet Sharon goes behind you like sneakily. Like, nope, that's definitely going. Wait till oh, he's out. Is my VCR still here? I can't see my VCR. Oh, it is. It's there. It's okay. Oh, panic stations then. How would I play my videotapes? <laughs> you haven't played in 20 years. Yeah, but if I decide one day that I want to watch a video, I've got it there. But there we go. I mean, I like the way Connor also isn't saying he'd like a TARDIS prop. He's saying he would like the, the TARDIS. Actual the, the, TARDIS. The, yeah, the actual TARDIS that has a large spaceship on the inside. <laughs> I don't know how this would be possible. Mm, I don't think many people know how it would be possible, no. But there we go. If anyone can find a way, I'm sure Connor can find a way. Yeah, let's know how you get on, mate. Let's know how you get on. <laughs> uh, Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. Um, I mean, we got a picture here of, is it Darth Maul, Magsy? It is Darth Maul, yeah. For those listening on the audio version with his, uh, I suppose, lightsaber that comes out of both ends. His double-ended lightsaber. His double-ender, indeed. Oh, you can be as rude as you like with me. And uh, <laughs> Danny says, no more queuing in Tesco. I'd be able just to cut right through the lines. And it always Again. just comes back to stabbing, doesn't it? Murder. It always comes back to <laughs> mutilations and murder with Danny. <laughs> Cut 
couldn't like think of something really nice from his past that yeah oh I love that he just wants to kill people mm. yeah I hope he does it in his, <laughs> yeah I hope he does it in his dressing game like that dude from Star Wars as well that's all they're doing they're not wearing robes or anything like that they're just out in their jamas they might as well be filmed in Gloucester because everyone walks around in their jamas <laughs> in dressing game. that's what the Star Wars and is they're, they're knockoff Ugg boots yeah exactly exactly that's what Star Wars is this isn't some you know galaxy far far away this is gloucester in a couple of hundred years time. I mean, technically that is a galaxy far far away from reality <laughs> yeah <laughs> at pigs bladders on twitter he says and again i'll explain it for those listening on the audio version because we've got a picture to go along with it uh, one of these from the prisoner inflated all the time and in the front garden to attack anyone who comes or goes and it's the big white ball isn't it Max? Yeah, or, I forgot that he put he put forward two this week. Okay, if he's put forward two, there's a strong chance I've missed one. And um, <laughs> but yeah, have you seen the prisoner, Mag? Uh, I have a long, long time ago. Yes, and this was the the, the ball that would like just follow him around. I think, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, it's the ball that keeps you like trapped if you're mm. trying to escape. The ball chases you. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I don't. I'm not sure why you'd want one to keep anyone. To attack anyone who comes or goes, because would that not include yourself? <laughs> just anyone, just attack. He just, he just hates the rest of the world because yeah. people are a bunch of bastards. What happens so. when you run out of milk? You, you're kind of stuck, aren't you? Because you can't get no one to deliver. You can't go out. Maybe it's full of gloopy milk. Maybe it's full of gloopy milk. Is that what <laughs> the prisoner? The whole show was just completely misunderstood. All it was doing was following him around in case he wanted a coffee. Is that what you? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's a whole different show. Oh, now. Mm. oh, I have got Pig's Bladder's second shout here. He says he would like a stuffed Barbara Windsor mounted in the corner of his room and converted into a lamp. Every time you turn it on, it shouts, "Get out of my pub!" <laughs> I mean, that's cruel, but also would be very unique. He's actually mm. got a third entrant as well. Okay. Because he uh, he mentions wrestling related. He wants the original Shockmaster helmet, which I mean, I suppose, or just get a Stormtrooper helmet and cover it in glitter. Mm. Yeah, and then fall through a wall to get the authentic thing. <laughs> King's uh, Sai, you'd be good at, at doing the 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 bulldog's part. He's fallen on his arse. <laughs> Did the bulldog come from Gloucester? <laughs> It sounded like it. <laughs> where the bulldog came from changed all the time, didn't it? Depending on where they were. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it, he was, it was very annoying. Yeah. It sometimes was, he was it, from London. Sometimes he was from Manchester. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really, yeah. really I think he's he's the 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 town he was from was from the outskirts of Bolton. I think it was called Gorton or something like that. So okay. it's near. It's close to Manchester, but yeah. Ah, fair enough. Uh, Rob, at UTT Rob on Twitter, he has a gif here of a car, uh, and it says, his tweet says, Jim Rockford's 1974 Pontiac Firebird, do you say Espert, is that? Esprit. But it's spelled Espert. Maxie's coughing his guts up again for those listening on the podcast version, just so you know. Um, <laughs> from the Rockford Files, Rob says, he'd just spend all day doing J-turns. I've never seen the Rockford Files, Maxie. No, um, I very 
vaguely remember it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that is a cool car. And doing J turns all the time, it'd be a bit um, hard work, I suppose, getting from A to B. You could have to keep doing J turns all of the time. If that's the only way you could drive, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you'd struggle down, like, say, the M65. Think of the tyres you'd go for. <laughs> and the fuel. Yeah. Fuel's yeah. expensive nowadays. It is indeed, mate. It is indeed. Uh, we have um, a tweet here from Morty, at MortyJR5 on Twitter. And he says, I now own an original Hairy Housewife YouTube T-shirt. Severely worn, <laughs> severely worn, washed and stained by its original owner, but I was cert- it was certainly a talking point in Leeds. <laughs> I would, I would burn that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely uh, would. Uh, you're not impressed then after your one little venture co-hosting. With yeah, I've, 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 I figured it it that show wasn't for me. This yeah. is the too unprofessional. Is that right? Very, very unprofessional, yeah. <laughs> when literally we're going live, the, you're pressing the button to start the intro, and I'm going, wait, what? You wanted five questions? <laughs> <laughs> you know why they were un- unprofessional? Because me and Mort were talking for a good half an hour before Fitch even rocked up to the show. Right, okay. Yeah. Imagine someone having timekeeping like that. That'd be terrible. I know. I mean, at least you turned up four minutes to go. Five. Thank you. Well, yeah. Don't cut my timekeeping short. Cam. At Cam Griff 92. You've got to get the last word in all the time, haven't you? You can't just let something go. No, I don't. (laughs) Yeah, Rolo. (laughs) (laughs) At Cam Griff 92 on Twitter. Cam says, Mr. Bean's original Mini Cooper, what a vehicle, or a bottle of orange soda from Keenan and Cal. Although I reckon it tastes like the 30p pop you get from the corner shop. Okay. I mean, orange soda from Keenan and Cal. You could just, I imagine, just knock a bottle of that up yourself, couldn't you? Not the soda itself, but the actual bottle would be easy to print a label, wouldn't it? Yeah. And just buy a bottle of Fanta and stick it over the top. But, I mean, I. Same, same really with the Mr. Bean's Mini Cooper because you could just buy a Mini Cooper and do it up like it was Mr. Bean's. But it wouldn't be would be the Mr. Bean's Mini Cooper though, would it? That was in the program. Yeah, but that wouldn't be the bottle of orange soda that was in the program of Keenan Kell. So Yeah, that's true. That's true. Imagine the E numbers and the sugar if you had got an original bottle from that from that time. It'd be like when we were talking about Sunny D the other day, didn't we? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it it does look like the cheapest, nastiest orange pop that there is mm. as well. I'm not a fan of orange pop anyway. Well, I don't mind it every now and again. Mm. Lemonade, mate. Love a nice cold glass of lemonade. Yeah. Lovely. I'm there with you for that. Yeah. Uh, we have somebody messaging here. Rach Favas Smith at MR Favas. They say Mr. T's bins. I mean, first, Lev, thank you for for, uh, messaging in, Rich. Uh, Welcome to the the CWF. Um, Mr. T's Bins. Mm. First of all, is that um, a recognized piece of memorabilia? Was he well-known for his bins? Did he... Was he... he, (laughs) Is anyone well-known for their bins? Well, Oscar the Grouch. 
you really, really, I, I saw the, you know, the steam come out of your ears. Though. You were desperately <laughs> trying to think of someone who was well known for bins just to stick it to me there, didn't you? <laughs> and it worked. So I'm it actually did. quite proud of that. Uh, but yeah, Mr. T, if, if that is what you want, I hope that one day on eBay, someone is flogging BA Barracks' bins and that you're able to pick it up, Rich. Yeah. Hope that happens. Hope that happens. At official AB underscore pause on Twitter. The guest on the next episode of the Doctor Who pod actually comes out tomorrow as we're recording this live. Or if you're listening to the audio version that comes out on Wednesday, it's out already. And this is the episode where effectively Dan and AB flirt for three and a half hours and I may as well not freaking be there. And I had a mammoth mammoth, uh, editing job on my hands and it took me two separate sittings to get it done, Max. I mean, even without a guest there, you could say that you may as well have not been there most episodes. What, what, who's pissed on your chips tonight? <laughs> Why are you so salty? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm only going off what Dan complains to me about all of the time. That's Is all. that right? Okay. Yeah. Righto. Uh, <laughs> AB says, I know it wouldn't actually do anything, but having the BBC miniseries version of The Hitchhiker's Guide would be pretty sweet. Okay, fair enough. I'm sure, I'm sure that'll be available. BBC tend to put out lots of shows out on DVD and Blu-ray, so hopefully you can get yourself a, a copy. Or if you're stumped and you can only find it on VHS, I know someone who's got a player. He won't lend it you because he's tat. I've probably got more than one video player in this room, to be fair, but I try not to say it too loud because I don't want Sharon to know. Um <laughs> five nerds go at five nerds go on twitter send us an image or a gif sorry of the uh go-karts from funhouse so yeah funhouse was bloody great wasn't it well the twins were good pat sharp was a bit of a twat he was he was if i could take anything from funhouse it'd probably be the twins rather than the go-karts to be fair but that's a whole different podcast i think maxi well, after dark, chain rest. After it is, it is. Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin twenty one on Twitter. He says, "I'd love to drive some of the insane contraptions vehicles that were made for Mad Max: Fury Road. Any of the models, miniature sets they used to film the space scenes in the original Star Wars movies would be cool too. Or a life size wearable alien or predator suit. Interesting. Okay, I guarantee that Dan has got." something that resembles one of the props of the, the Star Wars space scenes in his house because wasn't one of the asteroids a potato? I'm sure it was just a potato. And it, there was one that was, was a shoe. Yeah, there's one that's a shoe. Yeah. I didn't so, know that. Yeah. Look it up. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll check that out. Yeah. The, the Mad, Mad Max Fury, you, you'll forget by the time the show ends, you'll forget. You'll, you would forget that whilst peeling said potatoes. I would. Uh, I've not seen Mad Max Fury Road. Is that the new one, like the remake? Well, the latest one. I think it's a, a good five years old now, but yeah. Right. Well, then it is the new one, isn't it? Because I'm. it's not like the... The Mel Gibson ones from like no, way no, back no. when. No. It's, it's right. the, I think it's Tom Hardy, the Tom Hardy one. Okay. Uh, I've not seen that then. The vehicles are very dystopian, very futuristic. Right. Uh, uh, I would love to see Dan 
on the vehicle where they have a guy dangling like off a massive fishing rod whilst playing a guitar. That would be awesome. Dan okay. could be playing that part. Oh, fair enough. Start taking lessons now, Dan. I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've seen the original um, Mad Max movies. They're good. I like them. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Let's move on then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dan also says that his favorite piece of memorabilia that he owns is this replica of the fob watch from the family of blood episodes of Doctor Who that Sai and I, well, me and Dan, me and you know what I mean, covered in season two of the Doctor Who pod. It didn't awaken a Time Lord conscience, consciousness in me, but I still love it. And it is a really cool bit of kit with all the Gallifreyan markings on the outside and so on. Really, really cool bit of kit that is. And it's a fantastic story as well. Yeah. The, um, the family of blood. Really, really good episodes. I love um, a pocket watch. I think I've got about three or four, and that is a cool-looking pocket watch. Yeah, it is. That's all the Gallifrey and Markins, Magsy. You don't need to tell me I knew. You're so full of shit. Ah, uh, it's time we hear from our good buddy Steve O at Total Steve O on Twitter. Uh, Steve O still banging out fantastic content all the time, looking at all sorts of subject matters. And I was a guest on his show, Max, a few weeks back, and it's been dropped, I believe, today or yesterday. The episode came out, and we're looking at uh, well, he's going back through 2011 WWE, and mm-hmm. we had a little look at Extreme Rules. So, yeah, everyone go jump on Total Steve O's uh, podcast platforms wherever you get your shows from and check that out steve-o says i'm gonna do a mags and cheat hmm interesting (laughs) (laughs) how rude i don't cheat i just massage the rules right uh he says i'm a huge clockwork orange fan and whenever out in camden i look out for merch representing the film now thinking i'd love to own the models used in aliens the thing jason and the argonauts i used to love jason and the argonauts when i was a kid that's the one with the stop motion medusa in it yeah i think so yeah yeah it's one of those things that it hasn't aged well but at the same time it doesn't matter because it was so good for its time yeah it was groundbreaking yeah Mm. Yeah. Uh, Steve O continues. Also, I've always wanted to visit certain film locations or the real life locations films are based upon, i.e., Zulu, World War II historic places to, uh, depicted in films, Die Hard's Nakatomi Hotel. That would be awesome. Uh, living in London, I visited the Bill's Sun Hill Police Station. Sadly, it's just a private building and was told by security I can't film outside it. <laughs> I mean, you would think with with the bill being such a like a British institution, you'd be allowed to to like at least take your picture mm. with it. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was surreal seeing the actual building, though, Steve says. I also would go out on walks to try and find bill filming locations nearby. Once again, very surreal. I would love to see Steve walking down the cobbled road where the, 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 the two police officers walked whilst the credits rolled at the end, just showing his ankles as he walks up that cobbled road. So get that done, Steve. In a pair of those very plain, obviously police issue shoes. And the black police tats that the, the women officers wore. Why? That took a turn. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sexy turn. (laughs) Sexy turn. (laughs) And finally, 
well, I think finally, unless I've missed anybody, we have a message here from Jimmy Evans at Jimmy Evans for real on Twitter. Someone who regularly tweets the Nitro Knights account and the Chain Wrestling account, sharing gifts and pictures and all that sort of stuff. Big supporter of the shows, but I think the first time he's actually tweeted into Chain Wrestling. No, I think he tweeted. I think he tweeted in a couple of weeks ago. Okay, um, but I, th- I think it was only like a one word answer so maybe you didn't pick it up ah right okay but it's great to hear from you jimmy thank you so much for the support of the shows and so on awesome stuff and he sent us an image of um well basically robotic almost transformer-esque things that are from the power rangers series i know our good friend matt willis will probably be on board with that as well magsy yeah i mean not something i was really interested in but a lot of people do love the power rangers yeah i mean i think it's a generational thing i wasn't bothered on Power Rangers, but I think that maybe I was a bit old when it came out. Yeah. I mean, my little were... brother was mad into it. Yeah. It was just something that, that I never got into. And it, it was, the program was just a massive advert for the toys anyway. Right. Okay. It was literally and... designed. The program was designed to sell toys. Mm. Oh, fair enough. There's loads of spin offs and new series and remakes and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's a big old franchise, isn't it? Didn't uh, one of the most famous actors to play a uh, Power Ranger, didn't he die recently? Yeah. Yeah. Did, Twitter yeah, was full of David like, you know, Michael people. Frank, yeah. whatever it's called. I, I, I wouldn't know the guy's name, but yeah, lots of people. I think he was, the, was the famous like, Green Power Ranger. Okay. I thought it was a white one. It could have been. I mean, I've mean, got sure nothing to base that on. I don't know why I think that. It might have been. I'm sure someone in the in the chat will will be able to correct us. Yeah, let us know. Speaking of the chat, Magzi, should we scan through that and then give a couple of our own? Uh, yeah, uh, the chat going uh, going mental uh, as per usual. <laughs> so uh, more says he has a video of Dan singing uh, the 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 Ben uh, song to Fitch. And Dan says he forgot he did that. Did I? Didn't I interrupt it to tell him to fuck off? Brilliant. Morty wants my hat. Um, I mean, I can sign it for you and, and and send it if you'd like as well, Morty. It'd be even be worth even more when I'm when I'm dead. I thought you were going to say famous. What is wrong with you tonight? <laughs> I am famous. <laughs> And obviously, when you say sign it, you just mean you're going to mark it with an X or wax crayon or something, yeah? No, I, w- I will sign it because <laughs> I'm 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 not mean to Morty like like other people like Fitch. Um, I'm not mean to Morty. Kate, I, I, I didn't say that you were Fitch, did I? No, but you. Ins- I'm not mean to Morty like other people, and then I did yes, Fitch. And then said you're Fitch. insinuating I'm rude to Morty. <laughs> anyway, Magic coffin again. Anyway. Uh, King's Pig's Banner uh, says he wants Roman Reigns original <laughs> teeth. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, long he's, uh, one. he's been to Turkey and got them uh, got them shaved down and 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 fitted on. Um, Sharon saying that she does go around after you uh, and collecting the junk that her her own, very own Womble collects. <laughs> <and> she, Womble. <laughs> Well, they, that's what the Wombles did. They they, they walked mm. around Wimbledon Corn collecting the junk, the junk that the ordinary people threw away. So I, that's kind of you, isn't it? Well, I suppose. I got Great some stereos. Uncle well. Tobamore, you are. 
Great Uncle what? Great, great Uncle Bulgaria, who was called Ernie. Yeah, what did you call him? Tobamore. There is one called Tobamore. Is that? I think it was one of the younger ones, yeah. Okay. I got no idea. Cam says, working on a site in Newcastle and they had a TARDIS in the reception. Oh, why? Walking every time I see it. What walk into the TARDIS and then end up at like on Gallifrey. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody at the moment knows what Gallifrey is, Max. You can't let's not get into that now. That's a different show. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Griffin's uh we're talking about um Scottish Danny's uh love of the the uh double-ended lightsaber says he calls it a double-ended Jedi dissect uh dissector. And that's what Steve Orr calls his old chap. <laughs> King's Pigs Banner confirms he would be in charge of the ball and he would select who's allowed in and out. So the milkman is allowed in because he's yes. going to be dropping off the milk. The Iceland uh, delivery guy or whatever. Yeah, but when the milkman comes to be paired, he's getting the ball treatment. <laughs> is he, he really? Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that how you pay the milkman around your way? Is it give him the ball treatment? Well... It depends if he's feeling frisky or not. If I've got the right change, he'll he'll obviously get paid. Okay. Otherwise, it's the balls for him. <laughs> Sharon. <laughs> who loves orange soda? Jesus Christ. Who loves orange soda? Cam loves orange soda. Is it true? Morty ruins it by saying Sharon is the answer, Neil Buchanan. Cam says, I do, I do, I do. Ooh. So cheers <laughs> for, for ruining that that lovely thread there, Morty. Um Scottish Danny, good burger for laugh. That is, you know, that's one of those movies that is so terrible that it's actually good. Um, so so Keenan and Kel, the two main guys of the Keenan and Kel show, they did a, a movie called Good Burger where they worked in a, a burger um joint and they had a rival open across the road and they made gigantic burgers and they were trying to put them out of business. Okay. And then they had a car that that was actually a burger. Right. A delivery burger car. Do you remember those phones you used to get that were burgers? Yeah, weren't they terrible? I don't know, I never had one, but I always wanted one. I'm sure if you look in your shed, there'll be one <laughs> <that's> in there. <laughs> there's, probably, <laughs> there's probably eight behind the pool table. <laughs> uh, Dan says Duke, the dumpster draws, it was known for, oh. was famous for his bins. Yeah. Good shot. Yeah. Good shot. Um, and the cast of Stomp were also known for their bins. Sad does not know what the Stomp is. What is Stomp? So Stomp is like a it's a, a, a stage show, like a play um, where people make music with like atoms that are not normally known for making music. So there's like a, a there's a, a bit where they they all have newspapers and they they rustle in the papers to make music. Uh, Stomp is where they have like barrels uh, and as as basically as big shoes and they they're stomping about and, and making music with them. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's what I'd be interested in. <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> going back to the, the fun house and Sa wanting uh, uh, to get the twins as his memorabilia. Dan says Sa wanting the opportunity to, to disappoint two women at once. <laughs> nope, no, it's nothing He always disappoints Sharon and his mum. For two different things, but they're always disappointed with him. Well, I mean, with regards to the twins, though, it wasn't like you know anything sexual or anything like that. I just 
they, you know, they look kind of sturdy, so they can help me clear out that freaking shed. <laughs> <That's what I'm... laughs> then surely the people to get to help you clear out that shed will be the Chuckle Brothers. Why well, one of them's dead? Well, I mean, just it's semantic. <laughs> okay, <laughs> is it? I think it's quite an important detail if you're hiring two people to help you move. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's not a case of to it's you, like... to me. Yeah, but it's that's the thing, isn't it? It's not to you, to me anymore. It's more. It's now just to you, and then it just drops on the floor. To you, and then. <sighs> oh, that's a shame. We should stop mocking the dead, Mags. I thought we were past this on this show. It will never get old. Mm. So, Dan, uh, going back to the the Mad Max Fury Road, said he wants to play the flaming guitar. Uh, he could light his beer farts. <laughs> would that work like a giant fleshy farty bag car <laughs> oh that i mean just that's that's describing the scene to a t in it just fleshy his farts like and then <laughs> someone like that <laughs> 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 Uh, Sharon's saying she got Charlie a, a pocket watch for Christmas. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, like I said, I love uh, love pocket watches. Uh, Sharon says it was the eye of Agamotto. I thought that was ice cream. Uh, I'm, I th- I'm assuming she means the pocket watch. I hope. Yeah, no, okay. Agamotto. No, it's to do with Doctor Strangers now, I think. Okay, fair play. Charlie's a big um, fan of that, yeah. Uh, Charlie says, yes, it was. I just looked at chat again, and I've been doing some homework and my own thing with this on in the background. You know, that, you are the, the a super fan. We absolutely massively appreciate that. And doing your own work as well. Just what mm-hmm. a superstar. Glad to hear you doing your homework, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and finally, Morty says, Mags, it will never get old. Uh, and then I was waiting for Sar to say, neither will Paul Chuckle. And it- Sar takes Sar does take um he does take the high ground with stuff like this. I would have said that. But I really, really had to fight that to not say it. Not <laughs> it was it was there on the tip of my tongue, but yeah. I, I thought it would be I mean he did look face. old anyway, didn't he? He did. They, they, he bo- did. they both looked very old. Yeah. And the one that's alive, he was uh, is it Paul, the one yeah. that's still alive? He's a bit of a knobhead as well. Is he really? Yeah, so uh, a couple of uh, podcast buddies of mine um, from the Ricky and Clive uh, wrestling podcast. Unfortunately, the show's ended, but hopefully they'll bring it back. Uh, Clive used to work in a hotel. And oh, I think you've said about this, yeah. Yeah, go yeah on. The, the Chuckle Brothers uh, stayed at the hotel, uh, and they got some room service, and Clive uh, was the one who took the room service to the rooms, and he accidentally... Uh, took the wrong meal to the wrong Chuckle brother, um, and and Paul Chuckle was not best pleased about that at all. Yeah, and they missed an opportunity. Obviously, when they give him the the meal, could have said to you, uh, and then when it was wrong, he yeah. said no to me. Yes, that's that's brilliant. He served the wrong Chuckle brother, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, the ch- and the Chuckle brother didn't go. Silly Barry, silly. <laughs> uh, he went mental instead. Oh dear! You'd have thought that you know Chuckle Bro has been cranky in the morning, not getting the eggs and that. Especially when there's already a, a comedy duo called the Crankies. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> I mean there is. I know there and is. They're, and they're both still alive as well. I think, aren't they? Are they? 
Who Thanks was well. the little person who... <laughs> you try to be so diplomatic about that as well. Who was the the little person? That's a, yeah. a woman. Yeah, the woman who dressed up. Was it like a schoolboy? Yeah, Jeanette Cranky. She Ah, she was one of the crankies then, okay. A bit creepy, isn't she? I mean, that's mean. It was, well, it's not if they are a bit cre- creepy. I'm just asking for something. Wow. So what about Jeanette Cranker, the, the 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 little person, is creepy? Well, no, first of all, we're saying little person. I just mean that they're small enough you to mean- play a child. They're not They're not actually a... What's the correct... Fucking Sharon, help me out in the chat. You know, what's the correct term? Shrunk down? No. Not shrunk... No. <laughs> is it what it's not it's not no that's not the correct term we, we should we should move on before we get cancelled <laughs> let's, let's let's leave this yeah Jeanette either cranky. way the little cranky is a bit fucking weird a bit creepy i'm not a fan more more i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna uh put this ruling place on this podcast more says he's not allowed to discuss little people after his and fitch's appearance on red tomatoes <laughs> so Sar's now not allowed to discuss little people. And also <laughs> Mort put this forward. Not us. No, Mort does think, not represent I, I don't think that's correct. Chain wrestling. I, but Mort thinks that little people are called norms. No, that's no, that's not correct. <laughs> Jesus that's Christ. That's not correct. Anyway, I, I, the thing is, I, I'm upstairs recording this now in the little space that I have set up for doing the live shows and wherever. I can feel the wife cringing in the front room downstairs now as we're having this conversation. I can I can feel the the, the cringe and the shame and the embarrassment on my behalf. Out, her, of, her, out of 70, I think this is episode 75 that we've done live, how many episodes has, have, has Sharon said afterwards you're not doing that again. You've got to knock this podcast on the head. I, I don't think she's ever said you're not doing that again, but there have been times when I've come downstairs and she's sort of looked at me and gone, geez, you know, <laughs> you, every time I think that you've crossed the line, you, you've gone <laughs> further. Oh man. And Sharon says she wasn't listening, but oh. I'm guessing you're just trying to say little person or dwarf. So I was saying little person and little so so little Sharon, little person is the correct term. It didn't so like, chat. Go I back did. and listen, chat. It was saying midget. Maxi he said norm. I didn't say any of those words. Elf. That you have now said those. Elves are, no, because elves are something different, aren't they? They're the things that help Santa. <laughs> Yeah, and they're also the things that you put on a shelf to torment your kids during the Christmas period. Hmm. Well, there you go. See, so that's different to a little person, isn't it? It They've is. Got, oh no, not, I was gonna, no, move on. I was going to say something bad then, but I, I, I could hear it in my you head. Can't help yourself. <laughs> you are a little person phobic. I think a, a little person phobic. Okay. No, I'm, I was going to say something that had totally good intentions but when i heard it in my own head i thought to myself nope that's going to sound terrible and that's not how i meant it so there we go stop talking Uh. (laughs) you've been full named stop talking simon my wife says yeah that's that's a good shite mate that's good what what memorabilia did you want magsy from any tv or movies or anything if you say that little cranky school uniform i'm gonna be pissed (laughs) so i mean i have got quite a bit of the memorabilia that I want. I'm not a massive okay. memorabilia 
um, lover. I've obviously got the belts all around here. People know about them. Um, but I've also, I went through a phase of collecting decorative swords. So I've got the blade sword. Um, I think it's called the pig fucker. Um, uh, you know, uh, what? That's what the sword's called. Uh, it's, um, the, do you know the movie Blade? Yes, I have Stark. seen that. Yeah. Well, it's the one where he, if someone else holds the sword, the, the sparks come out and destroy their hand. Uh, I've got that sword. Um, I did, as a kid, um, get an A-team van, a toy a A-team toy van where you could oh, take... I don't the, like this story. It makes me sad, Bags. You take the lid off it and you can play A-team in, in, the, in the, 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 basically the, the van. You get the little figures. And then... Uh, my brother sat on it, and the wheels popped off, and it broke, and uh, yeah, they're very hard to come by. So, thanks for thanks for rehashing those horrible memories for me, sir, with uh, with this ridiculous topic that you should have thought better about. Um, so, Wait, yeah. I just saw Mister Blobby on eBay. I didn't realize we we're going to open up some old fucking wounds. That's <laughs> <laughs> added another six weeks to my therapy. <laughs> oh dear so you've got like is it a full-sized sword from blade yeah yeah i mean the one yeah yeah the hand the handle uh obviously doesn't have the sparks because that would be very dangerous but it's also got a little hidden throwing blade in the in the base of the hand mate you have to take some pictures because well literally right now sharon has just said it in the chat she loves blade you have to take some pictures and send them over for for shout to see because i know she really enjoys those films yeah, I, I shall. I've also got, uh, it's, this is not memorabilia related, but I've also got a, uh, a, an old Japanese weapon called a Naginata. So basically it's a big, long, like, st- staff, and it's got a massive blade on the end of it. What, like a scythe? Uh, kind of, I suppose, but not, it, it doesn't, it's not curved for, like, cutting grass. It's It's straight for chopping samurai's heads off have you just got farming equipment no i uh, i mean i may have some i've got a, i've got a mower i've got <laughs> i've got a mower <laughs> and i've got some hauls brilliant uh, <laughs> so there's nothing in particular that you, you kind of look um, at in a, like, you know like the delorean from back to the future i mean there's, it can be as ridiculous as you want you know yeah i mean it's it's just not something that's ever really bothered me. I don't get hung up on on things like that. I mean, I suppose I always wanted um, a, a ring from Lord of the Rings. Okay. Um, so yeah, I might, I might end up getting one of them eventually. Mm. But yeah, it's not they're not really something I got hung up on because otherwise I'd get it and my brother would just come round and sit on it. And so I tend to not hope for things like that okay <laughs> i just don't want my dreams dashed again you're scarred aren't you from this <laughs> i love that team man for the for the few weeks that i had that team van it was amazing because it mm-hmm. got all the little figures you got your little uh, face and your little howling mad murdoch and then they all got flattened well the figures were fine but i just didn't i didn't want to play with them anymore they'd been tainted tarnished tarnished correct that's the word for it they were tarnished tarnished by your brother's eyes i couldn't look at them in the eye to turn the heads around (laughs) okay (laughs) 
that was oh, Sarah Coffin. That wasn't me yeah. this time. That was definitely oh, Sarah. Uh, mine are pretty straightforward, really, Max. Yeah, I've always wanted a big gold belt, which I've now got. The wife got me one for, for my birthday a couple of years ago, which is fantastic. I want a full-size TARDIS. Now, I'm not like Connor saying that I want an actual working time machine that I can walk into and it would be a good conversation starter, apparently. <laughs> I want, like, you know, you can get these kits to build them and so on. I'd love yeah. a full-size TARDIS. Um, I'd also like a full-size Dalek as well. That'd be cool. But again, it's like, you know, room. Do you know what would be cool? If you got the bottom half of a Dalek and a seat inside and then you just sat in it like Davros. Yeah, like, like Davros. A hairy Davros. <laughs> a hairy and Davros. that could also solve a problem we were talking about last week with the curtains. Because if you got that <laughs> as a chair, when the sun come out, you could just... <laughs> You can get the same effect. You get the yeah. same effect with like you know a mobility scooter, though, can you? Get Perhaps to work. Yeah, get to work on it. A little yeah. mobility scooter just wrapped with a TARDIS base. That would be. I amazing. could charge it at work to save the electric at my own. <laughs> you could. Would have to pay for bus fare. But no, that'd be fantastic. It would. Sharon, I want a mobility scooter for my birthday in a couple of weeks. Okay. And a TARDIS um, case to go around it. Yeah. Yeah, that would work. That would work, mate. <laughs> Thank you, everybody in the CWF, in the chat, in the, well, on Twitter, online, etc., for sending us in your memorabilia that you either own or you want. Absolutely fantastic. I love talking about all this sort of stuff because, again, it leans into nostalgia, which I love, Magsy. Yeah, that that was an amazing uh, lot of us. I mean, every week the, the CWF knock out the part, but yeah, this week was a lot of fun. Thank you a lot, guys. Yeah, brilliant stuff, mate. Brilliant stuff. Oh, Sharon in the chat there as well. Uh, a late shout. She'd love Brandon Lee's jacket from The Crow. Now, that is a banging film as well, isn't it? The Crow. Yeah. Uh, it, would that have the bullet hole in? I suppose so. That, I mean, that would be worth a lot. Oh, hang on. No, he got shot whilst making it, didn't he? I thought he meant the bullet hole from... Okay. You're dark tonight, mate. You're bad. <laughs> <laughs> But not anyway, cool. I will send uh, send her a picture of my blade sword. Yeah, okay. And the, yeah, that's not a euphemism, I hope. Maxi, play no, a jingle. Let's go. Start quickly changing the subject then. Let's get ready to rumble. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Now then. Now then. Now then. Magsy won a poll again. Why did you go all Jimmy Savile about that then? That what, what do you mean? Awkward. Now then, now then, now then. Oh shit, I did a bit, didn't I? I didn't even mean to. Suspicious. Mm, that's, that's worrying. What do you mean, suspicious? What, like I'm Jimmy, like, like I'm really Jimmy Savile or something? How is that suspicious? <laughs> I'm not saying you were really, I mean, <laughs> it's all coming out in the wash, but. Let's let's quickly move on. Yeah, let's. <laughs> just just for clarification, I am not Jimmy Savile. Is yeah, it's like, well, there we you've go. Never been seen in the same room. Just just because he's fucking brown bread, isn't he? <laughs> Gone, but not forgotten. Oh my God, Maxi, what a poll! Now then. Oh dear, uh, and I'm glad that Maxi won this poll because this is a fantastic topic to discuss um bash at the beach 2000 mm-hmm. the actual match that magsy put forward as the, i suppose the main link magsy it was it was jeff jarrett versus hogan but we're going to look at 
all the other nonsense that went on around it as well. And you said about scanning through the actual main event of the show with Jeff Jarrett and Booker T also, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, we'll probably not be talking that much about the actual wrestling because the, uh, the Hogan and Jarrett match was, well, it wasn't a match. It no. was, it was akin to the finger pork of doom in terms mm-hmm. of wrestling action. But there is such a, an interesting backstory to this whole situation that um, give, getting the option to to put this on a poll, yeah, it was a it was a no brainer. Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad it won. I'm glad it won. Um, Bash at the Beach 2000 came to us from the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, Florida, the 9th of July 2000, same building where Hogan turned heel and joined the nwo a few years earlier yeah. Seventy-five thousand pay-per-view buys not a fantastic number but funnily enough not the worst they had that year it's kind of middle of the road for the 12 pay-per-views that you yeah. ran in 2000 this is this is 2000 wcw they are in the throes of of defeat they're uh well on the way to uh to being eclipsed and then I think this is what six months before they end up actually being purchased by by uh, Vince and the WWF. So, yeah, the 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 death knells were certainly in sight. Yes, indeed, indeed. The crowd was just a smidge over six and a half thousand for a gate of around one hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars, which again isn't exactly groundbreaking stuff. But if you look at previous events held in that arena. The attendances all tend to be roughly the same between six yeah. and seven thousand. So I'm guessing that was just the attendance that it had, Maxi, as opposed to them the not. Capacity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, during the show, we get a few moments of people trying to track Hulk Hogan down, but they can't find him. Especially Jeff Jarrett and mm. the, the the singing fat ladies, which is a a link back to to him basically wanting to call time on Hogan's career. Mm. And that's kind of what, it, with regards to the age thing and calling time on Hogan's career, it's kind of the angle that we're looking at, isn't it? We had the kind, you know, if, you know, it became the new blood versus whatever, but we're looking at the younger generation and, and WCW trying to change, change the way it was being ran, but making it quite public that these characters backstage had creative control in Hogan's case, for example, or they would politic their way into certain situations, the old guard, I suppose. And they were trying to make it known that they were working against that, but Mm -hmm. make it a storyline at the same time. And I mean, it's an interesting idea, but unless you're already a fan and already following the backstage stuff, I don't see how it's going to attract any new fans in. Yeah, and that was a, a massive problem. Um, but there, I suppose there was sense to uh, to the storyline because it did get um, those younger wrestlers into storylines with those bigger wrestlers, uh, with those older older guard, um, by having them as a faction going against this older guard. Unfortunately, it didn't work because the older guard used their creative control and would go over uh, uh, time and time again. But at least mm. uh, the younger guard were getting to share ring and air time with these wrestlers that, that wouldn't give up their spots. Yes. 
Yeah. I mean, so, so how, you know, this was your choice, Maxi. So how do you want to approach this? Because there's a lot going on. There's a lot talk of talk in the, the timeline of the day with regards to meetings and conversations and, and people leaving the arena and, and so on. How do you want to, how do you want to get into this? Um, I think it, it makes sense to kind of follow the, the timeline of the, of the pay-per-view and then uh, talk about the, uh, the backstage and the aftermath um, after that, I suppose. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So, I mean, initially, I mean, for, for for this particular topic, there's a few different viewpoints that mm-hmm. I think are worth listening to. And normally with these scenarios, you tend to find that when you've got a couple of different voices putting forward their viewpoint, somewhere in the middle of all that is closer to what the actual truth is, I feel. Yeah. Um, people obviously always have uh, uh, an agenda and their version of the truth. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, if you uh, go into any kind of like wrestling uh, controversies, you'll usually find that that both sides have elements of, of the truth, but the, the, the genuine story is somewhere uh, in between those. Yeah, and the, the main voices I've heard about this particular topic funnily enough hulk hogan is not one of them there are comments that you can find but not really in-depth discussions i guess and again we've mentioned hogan's books in the past it's pointless looking at that for research because they're (laughs) (laughs) so the three voices that you know i've kind of listened to or heard bits and bobs from would be vince russo yep eric bischoff and jeff jarrett himself now Jarrett is one that I think we can quite easily straight away summarize his thoughts on what went on on this day as not really knowing what was happening. Just doing what he was told. Getting, yeah, doing what he was told. Jarrett apparently was under the impression that Hogan didn't want to lose to him. Mm-hmm. Russo wanted Jarrett to beat Hogan initially. And then Hogan was going to go away for a little while. Yep. Hogan then asked, well, what happens next for me? And Russo had no idea. So that is where Hogan stepped in and was like, well, that doesn't work for me, brother, because, you know, I need to know what I'm doing next. And I think quite realistically and quite sensibly, you can't just write a guy off television and have no real idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that does make sense. And um, to be fair, despite his, uh, his, um, age and despite the fact that the WCW were trying to push um, some of the, the newer talent, Hogan was still their, their biggest star. Mm. So yeah. for him um, to not know what his future storylines would be, especially for his comeback, it makes sense. He would be apprehensive because if this was any other wrestler and they were told, you're losing the towel, uh, you're going to go away, um, and we don't know the storyline for you coming back, Th- that wrestler's going to feel um, nervous that, that they're not coming back, that they're going to mm. be cut, that they're going to be raw out and, and forgotten about. So I can understand Hogan's mindset of of wanting to at least know uh, a timeline and a storyline for, for his comeback. Yes, yes, exactly. Now, I suppose if we look at the timeline of the actual show 
as opposed to the backstage stuff. We have the Jarrett Hogan match effectively in the middle of the card, don't we? Which is their <laughs> world do. title match. And we have Mark, uh, Michael Buffer saying that this is the main event of the yes. evening, which is, I mean, the, the Michael Buffer stuff is still ridiculous. The fact that they were paying him so much money and he got so many things wrong. But uh, straight after uh, Michael Buffer finishes, we, we get Tony Schiavone correcting him and saying, well, no, folks, don't go away after this match because <laughs> we've got about four or five other matches to come on the card. So this Big is bad. definitely not the main event. Yes, uh, the match that, well, we keep referring to it as a match, but it's not. Effectively, we have Hogan come down to the ring, Jarrett come down to the ring, Jarrett lies down. Vince Russo is also present. Russo's shouting at Hogan to pin him, throws the belt at Hogan in the ring. In a bit of a huff, it seems, a bit cross and so on. Hogan gets the microphone and it says the famous lines of, you know, is this your idea? Russo, this is why this company is is in the mess it's in. This you know is this kind of bullshit he says on the microphone, which is quite you know jarring to hear you know swear words on a WCW pay per view at this point in time because they did have standards and practices applying to them all the time in this era as well. Slightly different on pay per view to television, of course, but there we go. Hogan puts his foot on that. Yeah, this is the thing about um, about Hogan is. Even though he he sensed the screw was on, he still took the pin because the title did mean this, the spot meant that to him. Mm. Yes, I mean, yeah, so. he, I mean Hogan is is essentially breaking the fourth wall of wrestling here by saying, "Is this your deal?" Hinting that this is a uh, this is scripted, and and the, the commentary also mentioned that. This isn't on their script, so there's a lot of kind of like uh, uh, breaking kayfabe in, in this. But Hogan, still being Hogan, has to be on top. So he did take the pin. He didn't like bulk at the suggestion of of, uh, of this easy victory. He still took it, which yeah. goes totally against him uh, being. Um, trying to defend the company and saying that this is the reason why that it's in the shape it's in. He still was wanted to be the champion. He still wanted to be the guy on top. So yeah, there's a little bit of a, a hypocrisy there from, from the Hulkster. Yeah. 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 Without a doubt. Without a doubt. But it's, and, and this is where you get certain gray areas because at the Russo, Vince Russo was supposedly in charge of creative mm-hmm. at this stage. He left a few weeks back and then come back. Now Russo has come back to a, a a very politically based locker room is one of the reasons yeah. why he left in the first place. And, and Eric it's Bischoff, and it's worse, and now it's worse. Yes, exactly. Eric Bischoff is there as well as uh, effectively as a form of a consultant. Mm-hmm. But Russo answers to Bischoff, especially when it comes to matters regarding Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Hogan was ve- uh, sorry. Bischoff was very much you know with Hogan in regards to looking after Hogan's character. According to Eric Bischoff, Hogan had never completely actively full-on played his creative control card in the whole time in WCW until this night. I think that's bullshit. I'm not convinced. But <laughs> we're, not in, we're not in the room, but I've, I'm leaning more towards what you're, you're, you're saying, Mags. I mean, to- they brought in the Ultimate Warrior for a, for a run just so Hogan could get a win back. If that's not flexing your creative control muscles, 
I do not know what is. I mean, they brought in all the big monster heels that Hogan faced in the, the late 80s and early 90s in WWF so Hogan could work with people who he knew and trusted. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, he absolutely flexed those. From day one, he flexed that creative control. I think so. I think so. Yeah. However, this particular... You know, I suppose we, we. I'm sort of jumping ahead a bit, but we need to remember maybe that there are people listening to the podcast or seeing us live now who don't know what happened that mm-hmm. night and what it led to. So the gist of this this situation is, you know, Jarrett lies dying. Hogan pins him with one boot on him while slagging off Russo. Gets the belt, walks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russo comes back about half an hour ish later on. Yeah, I think I think they have uh, the 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 vampiro uh, and. Um, um the demon match yes and then um vince is out after that i think mm. yeah russo returns and basically then cuts a promo that i i think is fantastic i mean uh, the, the subject matter and what what is what is going on at this time is nonsense don't get me wrong but russo here cutting this promo i think is 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 brilliant so passionate and probably the best promo of his life Probably the best promo that WCW has, has had in a long, long time. Mm. It's that good of a promo that he turns the crowd. Because yes. when he comes out, the crowd are booing the living hell out of him because he's basically screwed their hero, Hulk Hogan. By the time he finishes this promo, the crowd are rabid for what he puts forward. It's It's... It's amazing to watch just how um, what what looks like an, an honest, heartfelt shoot. How what that can do for for mm. a wrestling crowd when they think that they're getting that peek behind the curtain. Yes, exactly. Uh, he cuts this this promo slagging off Hogan, the politics backstage, which we'll get into a little bit more, I suppose, in a moment. Before basically saying that the belt Hogan has means nothing. Mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett is still the world champion. He's going to wrestle Booker T later that night. And that's going to decide the world title that evening. Mm-hmm. This then leads to Hogan suing Vince Russo and suing WCW. Yep. Le- legit um, for defamation of character, uh, breach of contract and various other lawsuits. And they took many, many years to, to, to settle, I think it, it wasn't done with until I think WCW were actually out of business for the best part of four years before these lawsuits yeah. were actually settled. Oh yeah, the, the company was dead and buried by the time mm. the yes. uh, the lawsuit was finished, and I think the lawsuit um, was actually in favour of WCW. So yes. Hogan Hogan got nothing out of it. Mm. Now, this is where I think there's some confusion on this subject matter because I mean Booker T eventually walks out as the world champion and it's it's a great moment in WCW history Booker T's first world title reign he's like a homegrown talent for them <clears throat> excuse me sorry a people's champion yes exactly so it is kind of going towards that the 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 youth movement or the homegrown undercard guys rising up and so on I think there's a little bit of confusion with this with various people thinking oh this was a shoot that was a work this is this that that's that that leads to some of the controversy surrounding this night looking into it and listening to the people who were there and involved and so on. It seems that Russo Hogan and Bischoff were meet- having meetings and 
to a point, everything we see was a work. Mm-hmm. And Rousseau's sad is that this was a hundred percent of work. This was mm-hmm. agreed upon between the, the three of them. Yes, exactly. And it's it's devised to work the boys in the back. It's devised to work the crowd. It's devised to work everybody so that you have this kind of blurring of the lines. I suppose you look at what Montreal did for yeah. the WWF. Maybe they're heading towards something like that. They want to bring in backstage politics into what you're seeing in the ring because a certain aspect of the wrestling business and a certain aspect of wrestling fandom find that interesting. Yeah. Again, I don't really see how it's going to make them money in the long run, but whatever. It's it's a it's an idea they've come up with. Now, sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> sorry. That was now, again. It was me coughing again, mate. It was. Um, with regards to Hogan not wishing to lose to Jarrett, that is what Jarrett was told. Yeah. Also, Jeff Jarrett explains. You know, very recently, Jeff Jarrett explained that he was told Hogan didn't want to lose to him. So when Jarrett comes to the ring and lies down like this, he believes this is the. He believes this is all a shoot. He believes this is real. He's also had it since explained to him that's not the case, but whatever. With regards to Hogan running his mouth, that was planned. Russo throwing the belt in, that was planned. Russo's promo was planned. And then the end goal was for Booker T to still win the title from Jeff Jarrett. That was still... The, the, what happened on the night is pretty much exactly what everyone agreed to do. Yeah on the premise that Hogan would then go away, come back X amount of months later with, with the title. World title. Yeah. Exactly. With his title belt. Champion versus champion. Yes, exactly. And he would be coming back as a big evil champion saying I'm the, I'm the real champion and so on. Weight is added to that discussion of it being um, a, a, a complete work. By the way, there's two title belts there mm-hmm. on the night. Now, that wasn't normal practice, apparently, for WCW at this time, according to Bischoff and Russo. It's one of the few yep. things they seem to agree upon. Because they, they eventually used the original uh, big gold belt uh, yes. that is bent at the top. That's right. Yes, the belt that Jarrett wears to the ring in the second contest is the one that everyone had been wearing. That's the actual mm-hmm. WCW title that they've been using for years and that Jarrett was using literally the previous week on Nitro. Mm-hmm. The secondary belt that Hogan left with, that was one that they went and got the day before. I believe it was either the day before or that morning. And Dave Penza was sent to go and pick this up because they had all this planned. Because it was planned, yeah. Yes. Where there's certain grey areas, I suppose, is when Bischoff turns around and starts talking about how Russo always seemed to be conniving and whispering in back corridors. And there was a production meeting to discuss this whole situation scheduled for this day. Bischoff spoke directly to Russo and Russo's assistant and said, we're going to be in at two o'clock or half two or whatever. And it was about half an hour after the start of the meeting would normally take place that they schedule on these days. Uh, Russo then moved the meeting to 11 o'clock in the morning to make sure that Bischoff and Hogan would miss it. Mm-hmm. So that adds a bit of a gray area to stuff there. Yep. The issue we have, though, is the Russo promo, Max, isn't it? This is where the controversy comes in. Because this is where we get the real-life lawsuits 
and the real life, I suppose, leaving of WCW by Hulk Hogan, Max. Yeah, because um, this would be Hogan's last ever appearance uh, for WCW. Uh, he, he left the show early. That's legitimate. When uh, when uh, Russo mentions that in his promo that that Hogan has took the belt and gone home, that was legitimate. I think um, Bischoff also left as well. Um, yeah, where it, where Hogan took uh, umbrage was. Um, was being called a piece of shit, uh, being called <laughs> um, a bold son of a bitch because uh, Hogan was very um, defensive about his hair. Um, mm-hmm. It was written into uh, pretty much all of his wrestling contracts that uh, his hair wasn't to be used as a storyline fodder. Um, so that's why it's never mentioned until this. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vince Russo, uh, like 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 Sar said, um, he he said that all this this promo was agreed with by Bischoff and 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 Hogan, and the real issue that Hogan has was that that Vince Russo promised to ring him the next day with a with a fully laid out plan of of how he Hogan would come back and and kind of a timeline, and that phone call never happened, and that's what led to Hogan. Uh, Assuming that this was a was a screw job, uh, and he instantly um, filed a lawsuit to to sue the company. Yeah, exactly. And there was also the the comments by Russo of um, the politicking backstage, and he mentions uh, Hogan's creative control card. He literally uses that term, doesn't he? And he yep. states that Hogan has used that today because he didn't want to lose to Jeff Jarrett. Whereas Hogan has openly stated he was happy to lose to Jarrett as long as there was a plan going forwards. Again, mm-hmm. we don't know how accurate that is on the day, but Hogan has said that since, so we've got to take it as is, I suppose. It was just more concerned about what was going to happen going forwards. Yeah. But the the statements by Russo of he didn't want to lose to Jarrett, he's politicked his way backstage again. It's absolute bullshit. Um, Hogan is a piece of shit and all that sort of stuff. That is what led to the, and this is the funniest thing ever, the defamation of character lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Not just the the breach of contract with regards to the creative control. I could almost, in a way, see that maybe he can get something out of that. Hogan, if he's I mean. got a creative uh, control clause in his contract and that uh, his uh, creative um, input was ignored, then yeah, I dare say he would have a he would have a, a case for for um, his contract being um, being null and void. Yeah, that you, you could almost. As, I mean, it's crazy. It's nonsense. It's it's wrestling madness. Mm-hmm. But you could almost try and find a little nugget of sense in that idea. Defamation of character, though. The reason that lawsuit didn't go any further was, and apparently this was argued in a court of law, you know, high money lawyers, solicitors, etc. <laughs> and the big stumbling block for Hogan's case was that Russo only referred to him as Hulk Hogan in the promo and not Terry Balea, his real name. Yep. So, so that, he was slating the character. That's just that, that verbiage was enough to clear Russo of defamation of character because he was talking about a fictional wrestling character, not 
the real person, Terry yes. uh, Terry Belair. Ironically, Hulk Hogan would use that very same um, argument to w- to win a case against Gorka um, a, f- a few years later when his uh, his sex tape with uh, Bubba the Love Sponge's wife was uh, was leaked by Gorka. Um, he mentioned in his uh, in his testimony that um, that Hulk Hogan has a ten inch penis, but Terry Bollea doesn't have a ten inch penis. So he used that <laughs> that separation of of uh, real person and character to his benefit uh, to win hundreds of millions of dollars from Gorka. So he come off pretty well from 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 that situation. Mm. It, I mean, it's it's just to me this whole bash at the beach controversy and scenario and so on, it's, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. It's a lot of, it's a lot of hullabaloo, but when you boil down to, you know, really get down to the crux of the situation, there's not masses there that I find too difficult to grasp. When you think about it, everyone was, was in on it. Everyone kind of knew what was going on. The commentators were there pitching. Oh, this isn't on our run sheet. This is Tony Schiavone says over and over again in his proper serious Tony Schiavone voice. This is real life, folks. This is real life. You know, they're trying to sell you something that, and it's a wrestling work. They're trying to sell as a shoot. Yeah. They're trying to blur the land of reality. Yeah. And I think over the years, there's been this kind of myth added to this that there was more to it than there actually is potentially Magsy. Yeah. Um, for me, um, what this boils down to is bruised egos. Yes. The, this was Hogan who had been on top of the wrestling world for, um, for a generation, for a full generation. He's, he's had kid fans, who have turned into adults and had their own kids who were then still fans of Hulk Hogan. He uh, was so used to being the guy in wrestling that when he could see that, that perhaps that town was running, running out that he, he wasn't lacking what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he essentially threw his toys out of the pram um, on the opposite side of the coin, we have um, a Vince Russo who is not always the 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 easiest person to to work with uh, from from all accounts. Um, he very much is uh, can be set in his ways. So it was it was a clash of wrestling egos that that boiled over to not only. Uh, the, the wrestling show, but into real life legalities, um, which it just sounds ridiculous that yeah. that wrestling storylines ended up in a courtroom. I mean, this is this is the old Hogan adage of turning a work into a shoot. Mm-hmm. It is exactly that. It's just a lot of silly nonsense. And to be honest, 2000 WCW, there's, there's some bloody good stuff there. So I, I mentioned last week I've been on a little bit of a binge of, of 2000s uh, WCW, and it gets a lot of grief, um, rightly so. There is, a, a, at the top of the card, there is a lot of shit. Mm. 
but some of that undercard stuff, it's it's glorious, absolutely glorious. The stuff with uh, Lance Storm and the uh, um, um, General Rection is quality. Chavo Guerrero, uh, Rey Mysterio, um, the Filthy Animals, really, really good stuff. The undercard is just, it's superb. And then you've got these these older wrestlers gripping with with grim death to that that top spot when really what could have saved this company was was right there jerking the curtain mm, yeah yeah potentially mate potentially i mean I, I don't know what you want to do with regards to rating this in particular if we rate the the wrestling itself then well the first match is a zero it's yeah, a definite no rest, no rest rest rest. the 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 Jarrett and Booker T match is actually not a bad match at all I mean there no, are two, right, wrestlers, yeah. two wrestlers that can that can really go um it's not particularly long I think about maybe 10 12 minutes but mm. it's um for a match that is alleged that they knew nothing about and that they, they uh, were were doing on the fly. It's a, a really good good match, and it's the the best ending that that could have happened because the people's champion, the person who were was the front and center of the the new era of WCW, became champion. Mm. Yes, very true. I mean, there's a lot of, I suppose, should we say, ignoring the rules. There's a lot of chair shots and guitars and ref bumps and. They fight through the crowd. So, you know, the kind types and DQs are completely ignored without it ever being stated that it's a no DQ match. But I, I find that finale to the pay-per-view quite exciting, to be honest. Jeff Jarrett has some fantastic, almost dead kick out at two near falls kind of thing. You know, some brilliant stuff on there. Uh, if we're rating the first segment, I guess, like you said, Max, it's a zero. Yeah. The, bo- the Booker T Jarrett match that closed the card. Six and a half, seven for me. I think something around that region. For for me, if if we're going to encapsulate the whole kind of storyline and and the the promo from Vince, um, I think that is the the star of this show. That promo mm-hmm. is whether work or shoot um, is one of the best promos that you will see in wrestling. Um, so to if we were to take like all of these segments and mash them together into into one, I think this is it's quite an important moment in wrestling. Um, so I think I would give it a seven. Mm. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Ironic as well, isn't it? When you think those years previous in that same building, it all kicked mm-hmm. off with Hogan. You know, in a, in a controversial moment, dropping the and- leg. And then Hogan ended it. Yeah, four year, four years later, mm-hmm. it all ends with Hogan here in the same building, controversially, yep. and in, and he never returned to WCW again. Mm-hmm. Mad, absolutely mad. Ah, uh, Magsy, where do you want to go next week, bud? Now, um, I think we've had our fill of Hogan and Jarrett for a little while. Um, so. Uh, I wanted to kind of get away uh, from them. So I've gone with a, 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 a link that I don't think I've ever used before. Um, so I've gone with wrestlers pulling double duty. So Booker, okay. T, Booker T pulled double duty because he had a match with Canyon, I think, earlier on the 
on the card. Um, and then obviously Jeff Jarrett pulled double duty in, in two title matches. Um, so I had a look for um, matches where people have pulled double duty. And there's actually been quite a lot. Um, obviously, we've had tournaments where uh, the likes of Bret Hart has won the King of the Ring in one night and, and wrestled three matches. I think there was also a WrestleMania where, um, or a, a, a wrestling event that Triple H had three world title matches in, in one night. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was overkill, and we've done a lot of Triple H. Uh, so I've gone with someone who I don't think we've covered too much of. Um, so this week I'm I'm pitching that we look at Seth Rollins from Night of Champions 2015, where he pulled double duty. This was the, the time when he was... He'd just become the double champion. He'd be um, Cena at SummerSlam, uh, which meant he was the US and world champion uh, uh, at once. And on this show, he he uh, faced Cena again, and then he faced Sting uh, in the main event. Um, so I want to go to um, Night of Champions 2015 and Seth Rollins. I mean... I think we'll go with the Sting match, to be fair. Seth Rollins versus Sting. Yeah, but I mean, if that wins, I'm sure we'll touch upon the other contest as well, won't I'm we? I'm sure. Kind of the way we do it, mate, isn't it, I suppose? It is. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> show. I'm a big Seth Rollins fan, you know. I think, I think Especially after this weekend. This oh. weekend and his CM Punk comments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have okay. you seen that video? I have seen that video. I have indeed. He goes in. So after this, folks, go and go and uh, search on YouTube Seth Rollins uh, CM Punk because he goes in on CM Punk. He doesn't feel feel it. He doesn't. We figured it out over here. They figured it out over there. I want nothing to do with him. He's a cancer. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. Uh, My link for next week. Maxi, I haven't won a poll in ages. You dumb motherfucker! I know. What's this all about? Throwing, throwing something spectacular. Vote for Sar. Hashtag vote for Sar. I've not won a poll in ages, so I thought I'm going to take a leaf out of your book because I'm going to fucking cheat. You're the one winning all these polls, aren't you? So I thought hi, I'm, I'm inspired by your victorious run, my friend. And I thought let's have a little look at the stuff you've done in the past, and you know, very tenuous links and stretches to different, you know, different stuff and all that. Rude. I, I'm, I'm gonna just use using my creative control card. That's okay. all. Okay, and I'm gonna you know borrow from that. I'm going to. There's a few different links to be fair. Uh, Goldberg is on this card. You can use Goldberg. Um, Booker T is obviously on this card. It's probably the link I'm going to go with because um, you know there's a link there as well involving Booker T. 2000 WCW is also probably the big link as well. Uh, I'm going to step away from the wrestling world and go into a different type of media. Oh, in the same way you did with regards to nonsense like Baywatch and all that shite. And I thought we can... was not nonsense. <laughs> I thought we've done. We could have a little bit of a giggle at the 2000 movie Ready to Rumble.
that features I fucking love that movie that features all of those WCW stars my friend and John Cena yes John Cena as well yeah so that's my shite mate that's my shite but and I that... feel a little bit dirty doing it I'm not gonna lie but I need a win so there we go so your options for next week's poll we have Night of Champions 2015 Seth Rollins versus Sting and Rollins Cena as well of course you know some great action there because Rollins is the fucking man he is amazing or we will have to look at the 2000 movie that is with well, David Arquette's in it and various other uh, wrestling Scott personalities Khan. I think it's yeah. Scott Khan. Uh, about a wrestler and his fans and all sorts of other nonsense ready to rumble we will review that fun fact that movie has a, a line in it that uh that i repeat very very often and it's okay a diamond upside down is a pussy okay. <laughs> so those are your options there magsy do you want to scan through the chat see if we've got anything else in there before we depart this evening my friend um yeah let's have a look where we got up to um, we mentioned that Mort is not allowed to discuss little people. We did. Um, he also said that you did say the things like dwarf and midget and I shrimp. Did not. You did. I did not. You definitely did. Um, <laughs> when Sharon said that she wanted Brandon Lee's jacket, uh, she put hopefully not the 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 one that killed him. Um, can't promise that. And then we had Charlie saying uh, good night. Um, she was she was off, and then Sharon saying good night to her. So yeah, that's the oh. chat caught up. Very late, obviously, but not like Charlie. Um, <laughs> there we go. Ah, oh, brilliant stuff, Magsy. Once you finish coughing your guts up, my friends, John, let everyone know whereabouts they can find you online. No, nope, not yet, not yet. There we go. He's <laughs> coughing again. What's going on, mate? It's Monday. You know what that means. I can't move <laughs> So, folks, let me get through this straight away. Find me down here on Twitter at PodFarperMags or on TikTok at MagsAllPods. Um, I won't reply to anything unless I have asked you for questions for uh, the next episode of Mags versus Sar, which I will be doing very, very soon. Um, but other than that, yeah, um, keep tuning into the show. Thank you all for your support. You blow us away every single week with uh, with your um, input into the show. We absolutely love it. Thank you very, very much. Yes, totally, mate. Totally. It's fantastic. It, I still can't believe, man. Was it 107 shows in total? 75 live shows? It's madness. You know? It's just, it's brilliant. I love it. I absolutely love it. Monday nights would not be the same. They would not be the same. Ah, uh, you could <laughs> shower it in the chat. I think Mags is allergic to his podcast stream. It's them title belts, mate. You've got an allergy to gold. You best off sending them down my way. He's coughing again. <laughs> uh, on that note, then, the best way to find anything I am involved in is via the network that carries this show at SJP World Media on Facebook and Twitter and all your podcast players, platforms and providers. Chuck it a follow, a like, a subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, and again, there's so many great shows on the network. Murder and Mind podcast coming back very, very soon. We've got quite a few recorded in the bank, ready to start our second season. The Waiting Room is back being recorded again. Benny Mac and yes. I looking at the Quantum Leap show. Loving doing that again. We've got a few of those in the bank as well. That'll be coming back very soon. 
Back when with Scottish Danny and Tyler in the corner with Benny Mack as well, looking at modern day wrestling, RSH, Nitro Knights. Oh my goodness, the Doctor Who pod as well. There's so much there. And again, even more all the time, all the time, Magsy. I have people messaging me literally just, well, this time last night, somebody was saying, Would you be interested in a show that covers this, this, and this on your network? It's like, Yeah, if you you want to have a go, message me. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. You know, I put a tweet out a while back saying this, but if you, if you, fancied podcasting didn't know where to start or anything like that reach out we're always here to help we can help with ideas anything you want to do just let us know there's a spot for everybody and there's a show for everybody as well and that's at sjp world media and you can follow this show on facebook instagram twitter and that tiktok thing of me at chain underscore wrestling that's at chain underscore wrestling magazine inspired by my pick of ready to rumble I'm off now to watch David Arquette win the WCW World Title and see, was it really that bad? Ugh, Jesus. Told you the answer is yes. Yes. Goodbye, <laughs> I fucked.